This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Of course, uh, this past weekend, Free Talk Live had some pretty big news, and that is that We've introduced a seventh day. The show for a long time has been six days a week, and now there is a seventh. Now there is a Sunday show, and it's not including Mark or myself. It's including the co-hosts, the ones that you normally hear so often in our third seat here on this program, the guys that just don't get enough time uh, to express themselves. And gals. And gals, that's true. There's actually, uh, I believe that there was a, a new gal introduced uh, during this, uh, this last show. Is that right? A couple, actually. Michelle Seven and Hannah were both here in the third seat last night, and Dale and Curtis were uh, were also in attendance as well. And Dale uh, headed up the program, and I think he uh, settled in a bit as he was as he was going along with it. I mean, you're going to hear a lot of uh, newbie mistakes, but it's going to be a, kind of a fun radio listening experience, uh, especially for those of you who are familiar with our co-hosts and who have uh, been clamoring and chomping at the bit uh, to hear more of them. So that's what the uh, the co-hosts only Sunday edition is going to allow you to do. So if you missed it, uh, if you weren't able to listen live, and from what I understand, I was there for about half the show and then I had some other things to take care of. Uh, but from what I understand, they had a, quite a few phone calls for a Sunday evening. And I know that there were at least 100 people listening online. So. That's why. I mean, there was a yeah. lot of people are excited about it. And it's a, you know, it, it's a good thing. I've heard, uh, you know, somebody made this suggestion that you should do your first three podcasts and throw them away. And then, you know, then, then you're sort of ready to start out and doing podcasts. Why? I mean, if 100 people want to listen to it, why would you throw it away? Hey, it, it seemed to work out pretty well from uh, from what I can tell. So thanks to everybody for tuning in to the very first Sunday edition of the show last night. If you missed it, it is available for download, as is our normal Monday through Saturday program. Uh, it's right up there in our podcast with the rest of the shows. Uh, the only thing is it is basically an internet-only uh, show at this point. Maybe down the line, once, once the... Uh, the co-host folks get seasoned a little bit more. Uh, we'll be able to get them some radio affiliates or something like that. Uh, but for right now, it's, uh, it's something that our internet listeners, I think, are going to enjoy quite a bit. So head over to freetalklive.com. You can click and download that. Or if you're one of our podcast subscribers, you already have it. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. And Mark, you had something about uh, murdering cops. Uh, What's going on? Well, there's this this news story that's floating around out there, and uh, I think that it it, it probably bears d- discussing. It's another one of those kind of canaries in the coal mine kind of situations, and uh, you know the liberty movement's going to be smeared with this this kind of thing. This is uh, from racist cop killers. Yeah, apparently, I don't know about racists. Well, the 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 whole racist thing is certainly being trotted out as a result of the Rand Paul uh, campaign. That. Which, by the way, just as an aside, before we go off on this uh, in this direction, I heard on Free Minds Radio this weekend that apparently Rand Paul has already done his first political flip flop. Really, Have you heard about this? No. Well, you did hear about the uh, the controversy that got him a lot of uh, mainstream media attention after he won the uh, the primary election. He got a lot of attention because of the win, and in that attention, somebody asked him, I think it was Rachel Maddow or something like that, about his viewpoint in regards to um, allowing business owners to be discriminatory. 
And he took, I think, you know, I didn't hear the interview. I, I, Johnson gave me the link. I just haven't had a chance to watch it yet. It's been an incredi- incredibly busy uh, weekend. But apparently his answer was uh, the correct one, basically. Well, it's liberty-oriented, but perhaps not as... Uh, was he not good at answering as, it? As diplomatic as one could make. Really? Because I think that the way to, to answer that is, look, all human relationships are discriminatory. I only have one wife. I'm not going to be obligated to have sex with any person who comes along. I'm discriminatory in that area, and I believe that people have the right to be discriminatory in all their actions if that's what they wish to do. I think that other people can choose to be discriminatory against them as a form of social ostracism Mm -hmm. if they participate in what I consider a sort of immoral sort of discrimination. Did he not mention that, the idea that other people – did he just say, I think anyone should be able to discriminate anybody else? Uh, without adding the caveat of, and point, I would not support that. At this point, it's difficult to know who did what. I mean, I'm just I, asking I if you saw the interview. I right? haven't seen. I haven't seen okay. the actual ones. Uh, my understanding, that I you know that he he attempted to go around it and he didn't do it in a particularly you know diplomatic fashion. Well, apparently, this is what I understood from listening to. Uh, that doesn't mean his answer was wrong. It was just undiplomatic. <laughs> this is what I understand from listening to Free Minds Radio yesterday uh, with Nick. He was talking about how apparently now Rand Paul has gone back and retracted his statement uh, in order to appease whoever. So he's already flipped his uh, his position within days of winning the campaign. So who knows what this guy really believes? Who knows what he really thinks? Uh, we certainly know that he is not liberty-oriented on a number of issues, as uh, Christine Smith had pointed out on this program last week. The guy is just... I think he's a re- he's going to do good things, I think, for liberty on one hand, and that a lot of people are going to hear the term libertarian, and hopefully they'll do more than just look at Rand Paul and presume that what is that is what a libertarian is. They'll go and you know they'll go and look it up, they'll go and learn more, and then they'll find out that this guy is not liberty oriented in many different ways. That's the best I think that can come out of this, uh, because a lot of people are going to look at the term libertarian now as uh, you know a racist. Well, that's that's uh, that's the first smear that's always made, and that's why Rachel Maddow jumped in with this one because it's an easy place to go. Oh, you don't think that black people should be able to eat in restaurants because that's what that's what the assumption is here well not only do i believe that people should be able to make that decision i believe that if you have a black restaurant you don't want white people there that's fine too i'm i believe that that's what you should be able to do if you want i'm not going to go in your restaurant where it's segregated i'm not interested in that because I have black friends, and I don't think that that's right, fair, just, or good. But I don't believe that I should be forced, uh, you know, through government intervention to do business with people that I don't want to do business with. And quite frankly, it fails at that anyway. If I run a small business and I choose not to hire black people, but I won't say that I'm not hiring black people for Mm -hmm. whatever reason, no one's ever going to say anything to me. If I've got fewer than 50 employees, it's never going to be said. You no know, one's ever going to care. One of the objections, and by the way, this this Rand Paul thing has already uh, propagated itself out into discussion areas uh, around oh, yeah, the internet. Uh, so, for instance, over the local newspaper here in Keene, New Hampshire, there's an article or a letter to the editor by a local free stater talking about why he moved here. And one of the local anonymous 
free stater hating trolls has popped in to basically suggest that, well, Rand Paul is a racist, and so therefore you're all a bunch of racists, which of course is ludicrous. Uh, one of the uh, one of our Hispanic movers, <laughs> Michael Garcia, comes in and he explains how he's been there for six months and uh, been here for six months, and he loves it here. And uh, you know, there's no racism within uh, within this movement, the Liberty Movement. They don't want to hear that. Uh, no, of course not. It's the same way that Change.org decides to jump in with their with their rhetoric, uh, smearing all over the place. Well, I figure they they must figure Michael Garcia is like a self-hating uh, Hispanic or something like mm. that, right? I, Why else would a Hispanic man come on and, and claim that he is, uh, you know, that this isn't a racist movement? Because we must be a racist movement. Rand Paul's a racist. Well, and, and he's not. No, I don't know if he is or not. I don't know if Rand Paul's a I don't racist. I'm not going is. to say that he is or not, but uh, but there's just just an example of how it's just the easy guy, low road that yeah. the uh, the Democrats always take, the liberal types always take with uh, libertarians. Because I believe that you're free to discriminate in your activities. I don't believe that you should be forced to do business with or interact or have sex with or whatever people that you don't like for whatever reason. Um, then I'm I'm a bigot, and that's it's absolutely ludicrous. I'm not a bigot. I do not conduct my life that way. I just don't think that the force of law should be required to do that. Right now, currently in America, I can choose if I want to to keep people of a certain ethnic uh, background out of my house. And as far as I'm concerned, since you own your business, just like you own your house, you can decide who comes in there and who doesn't. You can decide who works for you and who doesn't. I, you know, I, I, I don't think that – I think you should be able to ask whatever question you want in a job interview. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Do you vote Democrat? Yes? Okay, goodbye. Or whatever. Whatever it is that you want to ask in your inter- interview, you should be able to do that. Do you I vote think Republican? Discrimin- yes? Okay, goodbye. I think discrimination is a normal – human activity i don't think it's necessarily good i think it needs to be ostracized but you know people do it and they do it with impunity honestly the toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231 that's the SACL cai toll-free line you can bring up what you want to control of the airwaves this is free talk live This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Toll House Morsels. There are a million reasons to bake with Toll House. Find yours at VeryBestBaking.com. A balanced diet is important, but so is the occasional treat. Working with your kids to bake a dessert from scratch helps them to appreciate it even more, and it keeps them from resenting having to eat their veggies every other day. Plus, baking is a perfect excuse to spend time with your kids, since just being together is a treat. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday. Free Talk Live, you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features are free there, including our webcam. You can go and watch and listen and interact because there's also a chat room there on that very same page. You can go to cam.freetalklive.com, watch, listen, and chat all at once. It's all for free. Cam.freetalklive.com. Okay, summer's coming up, so you can enjoy the great outdoors, right? Well, that's what I'll be doing. No laying around inside for me. I'm taking two golden capsules of Nature Bee every day. I have plenty of energy. Here's Mike Buck all the way from Hawaii to, with more. Hello there, Monday on Free Talk Live. You got it. Look, gang. Having a lot of energy really does totally depend on nutrition. If you're not getting it out of your daily diets, then don't expect to enjoy any time, especially the summer. Well, 
Nature Bee is going to help with that. It's all natural vegetable food, has every vitamin, amino, mineral, and antioxidant you need. The iron, calcium, protein, zinc, selenium, in fact, every one of the essential 22 elements you need for a healthy mind and body. Now, I know um, you can visit health food stores and pharmacies and end up a bit confused about all those bottles of supplements. Why should folks buy Nature Bee instead of all those other products? Good. Try this in the health food store because it works. We stand by that. We give you your money back. You can use Nature Bee for a full six or nine months. If you don't think you feel the power of pollen, we promise, you send back the empty jars. We send you back all your money. Oh, that sounds like more than a fair deal. Uh, what, what can our listeners do to get Nature Bee today? It's easy. There's no shopping, no hassle, no middleman. Big old six-month supply, $99.95 plus delivery. Free Talk Live gets three more months for you for free. You make the toll-free call to New Zealand. It is out of here. 1-866-834-8355. That's 1-866-834-8355. Or online at NatureBee. That's NatureBee.com. Okay, everyone. Be just like me. Don't wait to get your summer started with NatureBee now. Call 866-834-8355 or go online to NatureBee.com. BEE.com. 800-259-9231. Luther in the studio tonight to join us on the third mic. Hello there. Hey, how's it going? Gardner Goldsmith unable, unfortunately, to make it tonight. So uh, good to have you here. And uh, actually, you're going to be coming up to do one of the Sunday shows here in the next week, two weeks. Have y'all figured out who's going to be next? Uh, no, were we supposed to discuss it? <laughs> yeah, you guys have to figure that out. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'll get in touch with everybody, figure that out then. All yeah, right, cool. you've got a radio show to deal with now, man. Oh, I know, work. <laughs> All right, so, uh, so toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. We started out with, we're going to get to this cop killer thing, uh, here in a little bit. But we kind of got uh, sidetracked to this discussion of Rand Paul and all of the controversy that is being stirred up as a result of him maybe not being the best communicator of the ideas of uh, liberty. And well, I'm I speculating. It, I haven't heard the yeah, interview. This, so. is, um, this is where it's sort of unfair. You know, nobody expect when you go on these shows, this is what they do. They blindside you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it would be difficult for you and I and we do this six days a week, three hours a day, and, the, you know, they intend to get you. They soundbite you and all this other stuff. They move on. These people, sure. they do this for a living. This is truly walking into the gladiator pit with but a very skilled fighter. Fact is, Rand Paul isn't a compassionate man. From what I can tell uh, on the issues, from what I've heard, he's not. He uh, he looks at the Guantanamo Bay prisoners. He calls them thugs, even though they've never been uh, held to any sort of a trial. There's no, uh, there's no conviction. They've not been found guilty of anything. In fact, many of them were just plucked off the street because they owed some warlord in Pakistan some money. So the idea that they're all just thugs and they should have military tribunals, that's not very compassionate. Plus, it's my understanding he's bad on the issue of uh, marijuana decriminalization and clearly not showing any compassion there. And so it wouldn't surprise me if he was unable to answer a question about discrimination in businesses from a compassionate perspective. To take a, to take a, you know, a good answer like yours, Mark, where uh, you, know, you, you point out that while you do believe that freedom means allowing others to be free, it also means that you get to be free to make decisions about how you handle and deal with those people who are doing things you disagree with. So if somebody is discriminating against uh, women or gay people or blacks or whoever in their business, and I don't like that because I don't, I will let all my friends know to not go to that person's business, to not work for them, to not patronize them, and allow the marketplace to decide. 
Right, as if, and the, the assumption here on the uh, the side of the, the the liberals or the progressives or the bedwetters or whatever you want to call them, um, is that somehow the United States uh, federal court system is the best way to hold a person uh, accountable for uh, you know whatever sort of anti discriminatory acts they may or may not have perpetrated. Um, you know, I. There's certainly some some instances where it's done a, a, a better than you know a fine job. The, the results have been okay, but there's plenty of instances where it hasn't. And here's I'd like to come up with one. Um, how about the American with Disabilities Act, where essentially if you open a new business, you have to have you know a bathroom that's like 15 feet by 15 feet with a with a uh, you know accessible toilet for mm-hmm. for people with uh, disabilities and things like that. And I'm not saying that's not convenient for you if you have a disability. And I'm not saying that I wouldn't run my business business that way um, you've got to have the ramps you've got to have the you know certain amount of length in the aisles but the old stores are all grandfathered in as long as they don't change their uh, you know their usage or whatever so I can have a bookstore an old or, or ownership as I understand it an old bookstore where you know they have some you know cramped dusty little little bathroom with books piled up inside of it or whatever mm-hmm. you know that has real character one can call crappy uh, you know, architecture character at times and you can't have that now you just can't make that anymore because the world has changed in that way it's not fair to these this group of people and you know those group of that group of people have their sort of thing on it maybe i want something else going on with the bathroom but it doesn't matter what i want because somebody passed a law because they said this is best somehow they know better than me how i should run my business and that's all i think that this is about people who by the way are mostly not business people let's talk to christine in colorado christine you're on free talk live with ian luther and mark hi you three christine Um, what's on your mind well um you're talking about the Rand paul uh story again like to share the article i wrote with everybody but my comment is this Um, In the last several days, listening to other talk shows, you know, the mainstream media, the talk shows on the AM dial, um, numerous times I've been hearing so many people refer to Rand Paul, whether on this issue on the Civil Rights Act, whether they were, you know, in support of him, understanding, or, you know, didn't, and were all upset about it. But either way, everybody was referring to him as a libertarian, often. And Mm -hmm. that, to me, is, is not good for us. Because he is so, as you have been sharing and I have shared before, so far away on fundamental issues. And I do understand the point that it being a continuum on any person. But when you have, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, you know, so many issues, it's like, um, and also I would say this on the civil rights thing, for libertarians to come to his defense, it's one thing to make an issue out of that principle. But I'm very surprised to see that they chose Rand Paul to do it as if they were defending another libertarian, even where he is libertarian on certain issues that many of us would uh, concur with, he's so far away from us that I really think it's hurting that he is the one that is getting the support and nationally being called a libertarian. Well, he's the one who's won an election, and uh, so he's the one that's a danger. Could I continue after the break? I you have can. Hang point. on, Christine. 800-259-9231. I share her concerns. Oh, the, yeah. On the other hand, I don't think there's much you can do about it. I mean, the guys out there, they're going to hit him with the word libertarian. And what can you do about that besides saying, hey, he's not a libertarian? <laughs> what else can you do? Let me know. Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. 
Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Christine is with us. Uh, We go back to her call. Christine in Colorado, you're back on Free Talk Live with Ian Luther and Mark. Thank you, Luther. Thank you, Mark. (laughs) Uh, and, uh, uh, two very quick points in addition, and I'll, and I'll finish up. Um, I think you made a really good point, what is to be done, because he has been elected. What, um, a couple things that I see for libertarians to do. I think that it is a great opportunity, because it is the talk of the nation, both in print, on the social networking, as well as um, the mainstream radio and television. And to the degree that um, listener participation, um, and certainly in your local newspapers, and these discussions are going on, you as a libertarian, even if you want to use the civil rights controversy um, coming up as a springboard, you can express what you feel as a libertarian about that, but use it also to make the distinction, the delineation between Rand Parr and uh, being a libertarian, because they see so many good libertarians standing up for him. Give credit where credit is due, yes, but also make the delineation. Otherwise, people who are not as well informed as most of your listeners probably are are going to assume he is a libertarian and accept yep. all those things as being libertarian. So I think absolutely, it's an I absolutely agree with that. And it goes back to something that Mark mentioned on the show last week. I think it was when you called in uh, uh-huh. last week. Was that well? You're focusing so much on the areas you disagree. Well, that's important because yeah. I don't want to be seen as a cheerleader for somebody who is not liberty minded. And it's important that's to right. point out the differences and say, hey, look, this guy is uh, is just a, a Republican that has some liberty leanings. That's He's not right. really a liberty-minded person. I think and it's a great opportunity right now because we're hearing the word libertarian again over and over. I would um, like to invite people over to the blog. I did write about this, uh, and I would invite your uh, listeners to christinesmith.us and just click the blog, and you'll see it. And, yeah, I think it's really important. People don't just – we're talking to each other. Look, all of you, you guys, you understand it. Most of your listeners do. Well, take it a step further and participate in the media around I agree with that. Get on the comment section of uh, your local newspaper, your local television station, anywhere you you see the idea of liberty being bad-mouthed due to Rand Paul, and uh, and correct the record. Exactly. Well, I was listening today uh, to AM radio, and a lot of the uh, hosts would kind of try to divert them away when somebody would come on and say oh start saying something like oh you know he's not a real libertarian or real libertarianism would would explain it like this they would try to corner them with uh whatever question they were posing uh and try to get them to answer just that question to uh kind of brush them off essentially and i've heard a number of people i mean a few times in just the last couple days where people were calling in mainstream talk shows and saying, well, he shouldn't be running as a Republican. He should be running as a Libertarian. And, you know, I mean, it, it's really getting rather crazy out here where this is going, but it's up to us to to uh, make that and clarify it. What a great opportunity we have right yeah, now. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. It is an opportunity. Was there a second point you had, uh, Christine? Uh, no, I just wanted to invite people over to the blog, and okay. it's nice talking with y'all Thanks, again. Christine. Appreciate hearing from you, and I, uh, I definitely appreciate the perspective. Mark, what were you going to jump in with there i just think that it's it's unfair um to jump in and spend all your time on a candidate who's probably 
the number one Liberty candidate who is going to be running in the general election. But he's not a Liberty candidate. I'm sorry, you can't call no, wait, him that wait, if he doesn't believe in Liberty. When you look at the Liberty. continuum of Liberty, and there is one, there, you know, people lie in different places on that continuum. And he's probably in the number one front-running position of all the people that are running. Unless John Dennis, him. unless John Dennis wins, um, which he may, but he's he, he doesn't good have as good for Ron, uh, Rand Paul. Rand Paul currently has the is is the best horse in that particular race. Right. And I'm not and, saying that and, it only needs to be one horse. I'd, I'd like to finish here. Yeah. To 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 take that horse and kick it in the the groin because he isn't ninety. You know your, your whatever. Your percentage Stop you hating, decide. dude. I'm not kicking him in the groin. I'm just telling it like it is. I'm but just, you spend I'm all your time talking positions. about how bad he is, and none of your time he's talking bad. about how good he is. He's bad. I'm sorry. I can't he's not believe. Bad. I don't think he's, he's good. good. He's better than um, ninety. He's better than all the, the other the candidates running. The only thing Rand Paul is John good Dennis. for is uh, is as a foil. Rand Paul is only maybe I'm using the wrong term, but Rand Paul is only good for uh, essentially getting people to look into the ideas of freedom and find out how wrong Rand Paul is and what because real principle is like. Issue is such an important issue these days. I mean, they're already being tried in in regular court, man. The issue is cut and dry and closed. It's about his attitude, and it's about how he treats other people, uh, human beings around the world. And he's saying that the people in Guantanamo Bay are thugs, and they deserve military tribunals. And that's not the position of a man who has holds compassion for a fellow human being. He could uh, he could be wrong on this issue, but if you decided that be. the the authorization of the Whoa, use of you don't force, think he's wrong? let me finish here. Would you have just a second? If you decided the authorization for the use of force in Afghanistan was in fact a declaration of war, then those people would be prisoners of war. What do you have to say about that? Do you think every prisoner of every war deserves a trial? Well, wait. Are they prisoners of war or? Not? I'm asking you. They're not, right? They are people. It who depends they picked on up. how you decide to They're interpret people. the Constitution, which neither you nor I get to interpret. Right, but under the current little scheme, they are people that they picked up because some warlord in Pakistan picked them up and uh, gave them over to the U.S. military. Lots of bad things happen for- in war. They gave them over to a U.S. military uh, to the U.S. military. It depends for money. on the circumstance. Some of those people are actual captured combatants. Mm-hmm. So prove it then uh, that they committed some sort of a crime. How are you going to do that? You're going to do that with you every prisoner of war. If you don't and have every proof, war? you shouldn't be taking them and holding them in, in a jail cell. It's war. They are don't you get defending proof. Guantanamo they shoot now. I'm telling you that somebody Guantanamo? could be mistaken on that particular issue. I tend to believe it one way, but I'm not going to say that that person is wrong on another mm. issue. I don't know. I don't have all the facts. To act like you have all the facts is asinine uh the fact is the u.s military and the u.s government steals money from people and kills people and i don't want to be anything any part of that and Rand paul supports that they, stuff. They, you just ran away from the issue fine uh, how did i run away from Would the you issue like to talk about you're the- trying to pigeonhole me into this uh status system and say well if the status system says it's a war then okay you can just lock people up and throw away the key give military tribunals i them. i <laughs> look you're not the fact is, taking the position that you're taking isn't going to get you elected as a dog catcher. I'm not trying to get small, elected, right. Mark. And, that's, and you're trying to put your paradigm on somebody who is. So shut up and let him run a campaign. No, I'm They're not going to shut up. They're the best liberty candidate out there. I'm going to talk about this there. guy who is not a liberty candidate, and shame on you for uh, for attaching that word to this man. You don't who, get to decide what the definition of a yes, liberty. Yes, I do. No, you don't. Freedom is about allowing others to be free and and uh, and living your life so you don't Fine, harm other people Fine, I agree with you, but process. it's on a continuum. 
No, there, there is no continuum. You are either principled and you believe in liberty, or you're not quite there yet. And Rand Paul is not quite there yet, and I don't see any evidence that he's trying to be there. He's just another pandering Republican politician who happens to be good on a few issues. Uh, most issues. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free Should line. Should they pick, uh, kick Ron Paul out of the uh, the House? I mean, do you, would you rather see him not win? He's just a Republican that's bad on some issues, right? See, what you don't understand, or you, you're, you, you're, uh, the point you don't seem to get, Mark, is that uh, it's not about running to win. It's about running to get the message of freedom out to people. That's what you want. Yeah, that is that what has I want. nothing to do with how Rand Paul is running his campaign. He's and running Rand to Paul win. Is running He's as a going Republican. to win. And is all you want to do is you want to glom on to a guy who's been successful. You want to springboard your message You're off of him. Right. I'll well, take every I'll take every new listener I can get from that guy's campaign to help save them and help them understand what liberty really means because fine. they're not going to learn that from Rand Paul. Fine, and I think that I would a like joke. to see as many uh, pro-liberty as as pro-liberty on any, as many issues as we can find politicians in Washington to combat the people mm-hmm. who aren't. Okay, so if Rand Paul doesn't combat Jack when he gets in there, then what'll you say? I well, I, uh, would if you Rand rather Paul have his Democrat there, um, the the guy who's running against him? I don't care. Him? If Rand Paul gets in there and he starts talking about military tribunals and putting up a border fence and increasing the size of the border patrol and, you know, et cetera, all kinds of anti-liberty stuff, then what the hell would it matter who gets in? Well, if, if he um, went in there and he actually worked on issues like the Federal Reserve, which mm-hmm. he has run almost entirely. Now, there's when you're in a campaign, they ask you a lot of silly questions to divert you. He has been almost entirely yeah. on a fiscal issue. If he gets in there and deals with the Federal Reserve issue, will you change your mind? Oh, no. I'll appreciate that, Mark. You can point that out when that if that happens, okay? You let me know. You keep an eye on him and let me know how much uh, liberty-oriented he stuff, uh, stuff he does rather than focusing on his uh, status viewpoints, which I have a feeling that he'll do. More coming up. You can bring up what you want because he's already flip-flopped once. How do you even know who this guy is? Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond, TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert Ilya Zlobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want by dialing in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free. So enjoy those on us in freetalklive.com. Features including things like our archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, click and download. They're yours right there on the front page of the website. Now available seven days a week at freetalklive.com. So uh, we're talking about the Rand Paul controversy. It's, it's not only is Rand Paul controversial in the mainstream world uh, with them discussing some of his uh, his viewpoints, but also within the liberty community, he's also the subject of some uh, some pretty heated controversies. You saw Mark was screaming uh, during the last segment because he he gets very upset uh, when I don't support the politicians who don't really support liberty. And uh, this guy may be good on some issues. You don't really care about whether politicians win or not. 
Right, because I know it won't make a difference. Uh, the the Washington D.C. How would you, you know say, it? You say have you on had the that air, experience. You say on the air, you Mark. Can't, that you, you can't don't say you know something unless you have. Imp- you seem a little data. contradictory to me, Mark. You say well, on one hand that you don't believe there's any hope for Washington D.C. But I don't believe that there's any hope. You think that I say Rand believe. Paul can do something? I, I look. I'm for any. I'm at this point uh, voting for a couple of things on a national level. One of them is a politician's view on the the Tenth Amendment, Ninth and Tenth Amendments. So if they believe that states are sovereign in themselves and can uh, secede, I'd prefer to not have the federal government come in here and blow your head apart because, well, I've got a lot invested in that head. And secondly, I um I, I you know politicians that and their view on the Federal Reserve. You know, that's important to me. But their views on human beings their, and how my, they're treated, their views on that wars matter, are important right? to me, too. But I already know what this Democrat that he's running against is going to mm-hmm. do. I'll take two out of my three issues, Ian. You'll take none of them, and you'll be a jackass about it. Well, no, I'm not a jackass because I won't support people who don't uh, appreciate human beings, and I don't. I won't support people that don't understand what liberty really means. And this it guy seems to me he's got a far care. better foundation than uh, than whoever whomever he is. Maybe running that's against. the case. But as soon as as soon as he builds on that foundation and actually comes to the ideas of liberty, he can expect support from people like me. Now, Luther, you've been sitting here silently as uh, we've been bickering back and forth. Uh, any thoughts on this? Uh, well, I'm not terribly familiar with Rand Paul. I was just reading up on him a little bit. Um, I and what have you learned? Well, I've learned that he's anti-abortion, but pro uh, morning after pill. That's what I've learned. Um, but well, I don't as see far any... as yeah, well, that's not uh, you're not ending life there with morning after pill. I don't think so. He's not as extreme as some people on uh, right. Right, that's true. Um, I I kind of see where Mark's coming from. How. If you're into political activism, how you would want somebody who's at least semi-libertarian to get in there. But since I'm not into political activism, I cannot support that. Uh, I cannot back that up. I cannot back Rand Paul up. Um, What do you want, the Democrat to win, Luther? uh, It doesn't matter to me whether Democrats or Republicans win. I care about pro-liberty candidates, and I believe that uh, Rand Paul is is a superior one to the other one. And that's all I'm saying. If I have a choice to vote between Mussolini and Hitler, and I actually get a vote, and you don't get one in this Rand Paul race unless you live in Kentucky, and and I just I prefer to not lo- knock the legs out of Mussolini when you've got Hitler uh, waiting in the wings. You know what I mean? Let's go to Big Gay Buzz on the line in New <laughs> Hampshire. Ladies first, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Luther and Mark. Hi, boys. You've got me so frazzled. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that, Buzz? With this whole with this whole Rand Paul thing, okay? Um, I don't even know where I'm going to go with this because there's there's so many so many directions I can go. Um, first of Pick all, um, here we go. As, first of all, Rand Paul is an interventionist. If if you read what he's written, um, the, the only conclusion you can come to is that he's super weak on foreign policy. He eats up the 9/11 story and perpetuates more war just because of this. I mean, did he support Iraq? Well, here's the thing. He's he's it's come out repeatedly, Mark, uh, that uh, the supposed terrorists at, at Guantanamo were bought and paid for with U.S. tax dollars, um, with by troops that were driving around in trucks looking to buy supposed terrorists, and uh, these guys that they bought up with U.S. tax dollars were nothing more than innocent victims ratted out by their neighbors for money. 
Well, I don't disagree with that, Buzz. I think that that happened with a a, a number of them. Okay. I'm not willing to say it's a majority. I don't know, um, but I believe that 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 happened. What you're what you're saying is true. Okay. My question to you is: Do you think that there is so one evil man in Guantanamo? On okay. Let's continue on with this. It's also come out repeatedly that many of the 9/11 hijackers were also victims of stolen identities, and that they're alive and well. So no one really knows for sure who the real hijackers were. And this story has never been changed either. Uh, there, there were several magazine publications, newspapers, right after 9-11, that even interviewed the people whose names and pictures were up on the television screen. And that story hasn't been changed either. So, um, It's disturbing. Well, yeah, but just listening to Rand Paul's logic, I mean, it makes me cringe. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'm not speculating anything about 9-11. Don't get me wrong. I'm simply stating the fact. The, the official story, as, as it has been told, cannot be true. But, you know, however, Rand Paul, he eats up the official story, and he would continue this bogus war on terror and bombing the, the bejesus out of those supposed terrorists in other countries because he believes in it. He totally believes in the official 9-11 story. And this, in a nutshell is the exact problem with not having an, a, a proper investigation following 9-11. It was like a year, or almost, it was almost like a year and two or three months before we even had a Senate investigation or a congressional investigation. Well, I, like we you, don't know what the real story hearing. is, Buzz, but uh, I don't think you can count on anybody to do whatever real investigation uh, you might want. I don't. I'm with you, Ian. Yeah. I do not trust the government to investigate themselves. And they certainly aren't going to prosecute themselves if uh, some of the conspiracies turn out to be true. Here's the deal. This is is the thing that we're all weak on. We are all weak on foreign policy history. What we need to learn about is Operation Cyclone and how how many billions and trillions of U.S. taxpayer dollars funded this whole radical Muslim madrasa and the creation of what eventually... Uh, morphed from the MEK into Al Qaeda, and what and what morphed into the Taliban. And if you don't if you don't believe that, I'm sorry. Once they stop funding it, um. All right. So, what our government did covertly between 1976 and 1992 is crucial to understand if you want to know where terrorists come from. I'm sorry. That's the bottom line. Not only you mean that, you mean in general meddling in the Middle East and creating absolutely, opposition absolutely. and that kind of thing. Operation Cyclones, the big new Brzezinski, Bill Casey, Charlie Wilson. You need to look it up and read in depth about it. Buzz, thanks for the um, call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So to answer your question that you tried to uh, to ask Buzz earlier, Mark. Uh, about, well, what if there was one man uh, in Guantanamo that was a, a real terrorist? Was that essentially your, your question? It is. Okay. Uh, so how many innocent men are you willing to lock up to justify keeping one? I'm not willing to fight wars uh, over nothing at all. I mean, I, I believe that there's the possibility of a just war. I I tend to look at them all and be like, I don't I don't know if that's that's my war. Uh, maybe the European theater of, uh, you know, the, the World War Two and the Pacific theater, of, excuse me, Pacific theater of World War Two. Maybe the Mexican-American War. But I don't think either one of those are perfect. Really? I, the Mexican-American War? Yeah. Texas was never really signed in as a state. And there's there's a couple of problems with it. Yeah, but it's just empire building on behalf of the United States. Yeah. Uh, they, they did come on our land, uh, our land. 
the land of the, that was called the United States at the time. Okay. Yeah. It, you know, it's it's like I said, there's nothing perfect about them. Right. All the wars I don't like. War of 1812, which could have been a perfect war, wasn't a perfect war because you we know, we, we fought Canada. too yeah, we fought too soon and, and invaded Canada. So, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why I I believe in the concept of just war. I just haven't seen one. So, if you had uh the ability to if you if you had a prison that had a hundred people in it, yeah, and one of them you were certain was guilty of some vicious crime, but you weren't sure which because they'd all just been thrown in there by whatever crazy program. Uh, would you go ahead and release all one hundred? Would I release all one hundred? If you knew are, that ninety nine of them were innocent, are you asking me what I would do on, yeah. Guantan- on if, the Guantanamo if, issue? Because I'd love 90- to answer that question. No, no, I'm just asking you a hypothetical situation because you brought up the well. What if one man is a real terrorist? Well, okay, if you get to uh, decide, let's keep these people in here. Let's give them military tribunals on one hand, or let's release 100 percent of them, meaning one real terrorist gets out into the world. I think that the suggestion that is made by some liberty people and Buzz and yourself included is that every person in Guantanamo is innocent, and this is innocent until proven up. guilty. I, I don't, I don't think it works that way entirely. Oh, that's in right. War. Take away their rights because you called to the war, right, Mark? You just you sound works. like a conservative tonight. More coming up, 800-259-9231. Ne- We're on with the Neocon this evening. Jeez. You can bring up anything, 800-259-9231. Let's just lock up everybody, just because there might be a real terrorist in there somewhere. Keep them away, keep them in there, lock them up, throw away the key, give them a military tribunal. That's freedom, baby. More coming up, Hour 2 is on the way. How long can you hold your breath? <sighs> Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want by dialing in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And we give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those. Uh, again, freetalklive.com. Main feature of the site allows you to influence the stuff we'll talk about on the air. You can actually submit show prep suggestions, news articles, uh, videos, blog posts, whatever it is you think is interesting, you submit it to the website. Other listeners then vote up or down based on how they feel about it. And the most popular of the uh, the items will make it to the top page of our the top and front page of our website. And therefore, that means we are more likely to see it and talk about it on the air. So you can do that. Get us uh, get yourself a free account over at freetalklive.com. As we continue taking your phone calls about what you want, let's go to Scott, listening in Minnesota on the amp lines. Hello, Scott. Hi, uh, Ian. Um, I think uh, 
Mary Ruwert was much better at talking about racism, like uh, in the free market. Absolutely, absolutely. If, if there's anyone yeah. who I would want to introduce liberty to the world, it is Dr. Mary Ruart. You want to talk about, you know, I, and I've said here on this show that I won't vote in uh, in federal elections, but I would certainly support uh, Dr. Mary Ruart if she was uh, to be a libertarian presidential candidate, because that woman is not only principled, but she also is an excellent communicator who can communicate principled ideas of liberty from a prince uh, from a perspective of compassion, which. I haven't heard much Rand Paul, but from what I'm hearing through other people, it doesn't sound like he's a, a shadow of what uh, Dr. Mary Ruart I agree, too, and I'll give money to Dr. Mary Ruart's campaign where I haven't given it to Dr. Rand Paul's. There you go. But I would like to point out, I have no illusions that Mary Ruart is going to win the, win the presidency if she wins. Yeah, I don't have any illusions. That I don't care either. It's about getting the ideas it, out it, there. It depends on your goal, and that's the point that I've been yeah. talking about all along. Right. The goal of people who love liberty should be to get people who are also out there listening to understand what liberty is. Uh, anyway, go ahead with your thoughts, Scott. Well, free markets will end racism if you let them. Any time you base employment or wages on anything but wealth creation, you're shooting yourself in the foot. In a system of voluntary exchange, greed will trump prejudice. Your best workers will find better opportunity if you don't treat them well. Absolutely. Uh, I agree with everything you said except that free markets will uh, get rid of racism. Uh, there's, there are still going to be racists out there. But uh, it, I definitely, it will definitely help diminish it. I yeah, I think you're right. It'll certainly but, minimize it and make the racists uh, likely go underground and be very, very quiet. Right. Yeah, uh, or become uh, or move together with uh, yeah. with their like. Uh, because one of the objections, actually, and thank you by the way, Scott, for the call tonight. One of the objections that was given on the Sentinel website, which is the local newspaper, when they were talking about this Rand Paul thing, was well, well, you know, it's fine if you want to control your business, but what if everybody thinks that? What if everybody doesn't want to serve, uh, you know, women or black people or something like that? Well, if I were living in a place where every business owner did not want to serve me because I had brown hair or because I was black or because I was a woman or something like that, maybe I really shouldn't be living there. I mean, really, yeah. I, I don't want to say if you don't like it, leave, but... <laughs> Would you want to live in a place where every single business owner or, hated your guts because of how you looked? No, not at all. Or uh, if, for example, I lived in a place where blacks couldn't be served, I would open up a restaurant, for example, where blacks could be served, and I would get all of their business. Right, presuming they hadn't run the hell out of there by right, then, which right. would be the smart thing to do. Because you know, that's then, the strangest well, dichotomy about racism, is there were definitely places prior to the 60s where life really sucked, in the 60s, where life really sucked to be black. And the still, some of those same places, well, it still really sucks to be black. And the strange mm. thing is, why didn't they leave? Many of them did, but why didn't the ones that were still there, that are still there, it leave? it was their home. It was the only home they had ever known. And they're poor. Yeah, that too. And, but, and there, well, there or have poor. been places... And it's a lot of the same places where it's been a terrible to be poor and white as well, just as much as black. Well, maybe not as much, but pretty close. Well, I think that uh, in, in a lot of those places, it was uh, poor whites that made the biggest problems for poor blacks because they really had no one else to, to spit on, you know? <laughs> right, right. Simple people who believe that and, they could vilify other people. And, of course, there were, there were people in power, whether they're po politicians or not, um, who would go in there and try to just drive a wedge between the two ethnic groups. Uh, it happened many times. Uh, there was a gentleman, I can't recall his name, he was associated with Martin Luther King's uh, organization, um, which I can't think of either right now. Mm. Um, back in the 60s, he was a white a civil rights uh, mm. activist, 
And is he the guy that's in all the pictures near Martin Luther King? Probably. <laughs> you never know what his name is. Right. Um, and I can't think of it for the life of me now. I, I Just tell I, the story. I knew it last week. <laughs> People um, will look anyway, it up. so once one day he was confronted by uh, three Klansmen. And they started out by, you know, yelling at him and threatening him and telling him to get out of town. And he managed to talk him down into, you know, how people in in power will uh, drive a wedge between them and how that really shouldn't be the issue, uh, whether you're black or white, how it should be, you know, poor whites and poor blacks coming together for common issues. Toll-free number for you, 800-259-9231. The other point about uh, the, you know, the idea that, well, what if you're in a town where everybody who owns a business is a racist? And then, uh, you know, well, what if then? How, how can you support uh, them being able to discriminate in that situation? Well, remember, if you live in a town where everybody hates you because of how you look. Or hates somebody else because of how they look. What makes you think that those same people aren't in charge of the government? I mean, really? There's the idea right. that you'd be able to go to the government in a town where everybody hates you because of how you look and somehow get them to respect you. Be, they're, they're already going to be in control of that government. All the influential business people would put their people in the government and you'd have a racist town. And those those places exist. Right. I can't entirely, uh, you know, I can't entirely explain what the world would have been like without the, uh, the, the movement, what the United States would have been like without the uh, the civil rights movement. I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know enough about it. But I do. I would question this. Why didn't places like Chicago, New York City, um, you know, all the places in the north make themselves so attractive to black people that the black people would pick up and move? Well, the answer is they didn't really want them there. Right. Martin Luther King, uh, who came from a middle class uh, background, moved to poor parts of Chicago, Detroit, and found that uh, the racism was far more extreme in those areas than it was really? in the south. Yeah. yeah. And that's where m- most of the riots happened in the 60s. The race riots was up north. Toll free number 800-259-9231. Let's continue with your phone calls and talk to Gene, Christian anarchist in Tennessee. You're on Free Talk Live. Well, hello, guys. Uh, Mark, have I called you in the past and accused you of being a statist? I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have. Now, but I'm, I'm not calling today to call you a statist. Okay. I'm, instead, I'm calling because Ian is, is sounding a lot like a knucklehead. Well, really? And the reason that, Try yeah. doing business with him. Uh, Try having him no, as a I business partner. A, <laughs> I think I'm a bit as a, a bit principled in my liberty stance. I I think that uh I don't think anybody's ever burned me on how I feel about any of the major issues. Uh you know, people say because I'm a Christian and an anarchist that that's a contradiction. Well, maybe it is, but that's my contradiction, and I don't try to impose that on other people other than to tell them my views. I don't see how that's Ian, contradictory in any way, but as yeah, an aside, go ahead. And, but Ian, you are just making an effort to try and torpedo the the uh, the progress that that. Rand oh, Shaw! The idea that this show could torpedo anybody's anything. I agree with that, it, Ian. Whatever Ian says yes. uh, can't torpedo are, anything. He's nuts. You abs- Well, he's not. You can't torpedo him. But you are trying. You're making the attempt to torpedo him. You're making the attempt to minimize what little progress. All I did was bring up there, the fact that the guy. Put, the, all I did was bring up the fact that according to uh, Free Minds Radio this weekend, Rand Paul changed his position. Uh, he he did a political flip flop, and that just kind of led into a conversation about him being unprincipled. I didn't really, honestly, didn't intend to talk about Rand Paul tonight. It just went that way. 
Well, but you are, whenever the issue comes up, you are making an effort to try and turn people away from Rand Paul and try to... I didn't to say turn away from him. Rand I just Paul. said understand this you're guy doesn't love freedom. People, that's all. You're, you're trying to get people to think less of him, and in doing so... I'm trying to explain the, to people what he believes. If they think less of him because of what he believes, that's their choice. I'll let you come back and explain more if you want. 800-259-9231. If I explain X and you decide how you feel about somebody who believes X, then that's your choice. I didn't say you should believe this or believe that, but I did explain what this guy believes on certain issues. You decide for yourself. 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian. And Luther. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are for free. So enjoy those, including our Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo or video showing they are indeed listeners of this program. Shrine.freetalklive.com is where you can go to experience that. If you've tried diets and exercising for losing weight and it hasn't worked for you, I've got an idea for you. It's a product that I've uh, taken you know, on a couple of occasions, and I'm taking it again. It's called LumaThinPlus.com, and it... It is a uh, it's it's Caraluma, which is a, an Indian cactus that causes you to, your hunger to be reduced a little bit. And over time, after taking it, your your stomach kind of shrinks, and then your hunger is reduced a little more, and your stomach shrinks a little more. And pretty soon, you're not eating so much food, and that's really what's making you fat is you're eating too much. So, LumathinPlus.com. If you want to lose weight and lose it the easy way, two two capsules twice a day um, you'll lose weight and it's uh, it's priced very aggressively go check it out at lumathinplus.com all right 800-259-9231 that's the sickle cai toll free line we continue with your calls about anything gene is on the line still uh, listening in tennessee gene go ahead uh, with your thoughts well anyway uh, i think that uh, rand paul going to congress would be an excellent uh, exercise in showing that the government is a fiction, because you get somebody like that in office, and I think he's got some great ideas. I think what you're going to see is that the men in power, the real movers and shakers and the the ones that have uh, all the bucks, because that's where the real power is, are going to make sure that he's totally impotent, no matter what he does try to do. Just like Rand Paul, I mean, Ron Paul, although he's got 300 and some co-sponsors now of his bill, can't get the bill passed. You know why? Because the fiction government does not have any real power. The power exists in the hands of the people with the money. So I think all of these things are excellent exercises in showing people and teaching people about true liberty. And so I think that, uh, you know, trying to torpedo Rand Paul is, is just... I'm not trying to torpedo Rand Paul. I could care less whether he wins well, or not. 
I think that Rand Paul's campaign is going to be useful, as I said, to the general liberty movement because people will come in, just like they did with Ron Paul's campaign, who was much more principled than his son. Uh, But people will come in because of these campaigns, and they will find things like Free Talk Live and the Liberty Radio Network and other great liberty-oriented shows, and they'll uh, then they'll learn how wrong Rand Paul was on some of those issues, and they'll come our way. So I'm not trying to torpedo his campaign. Speaking of Ron Paul, I wonder if he was as principled as he is now when he was Rand Paul's age. You know, people mature and they and they grow and they learn. Sure, that's and I that's think certainly the case. Guy is an excellent candidate for that. So, you know, it, all the negative talk does no good. It's really just counterproductive. Okay, if but I yeah I understand where you're somebody, coming from on that, and I appreciate the call. Thanks, Gene. 800-259-9231. Yeah, I see the message, stay positive, but at the same time, I'm not going to... If that's, if that's the case, then I'm just not going to talk about him, because I can't And you say have avoided things. talking about him in, in the past prior to his prim, prim, primary win. And that's I, true. You, know, you have avoided talking about yeah, him. I did not want to promote the You guys. know you're not going to have anything nice to say. That's true, but now he's won, and now he's, literally, he's one of the hottest stories in the country. He, yeah, he is. So we're talking about it, and I'm going to tell you how I feel, and I'm not going to, well, Rand Paul's really good on this issue and really great on that issue, but fact is, and I've acknowledged where he, you know, he's good on some issues, but he doesn't even, he's not even good on the war on drugs. I mean, one of the most basic of uh, libertarian, if you want to use You're that term, You're taking Christine issues. Smith's um, word on that. You haven't researched that yourself. Well, okay, that's true, but. So uh, please, research that yourself. You know what? I don't really feel like it. You do it. Well, you can't just make the claim if you don't have any research to go behind Christine it. Christine Smith made the claim. She's credible as far as I'm concerned on this. She's following it fairly closely. She does seem to be doing that. Yeah. So 800-259-9231. Uh, you know, maybe I'll dig it up during the break if I get a chance. All right. So we continue with your phone calls and talk to Joe listening in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Joe. Hey, how you doing? Hey, Joe. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, I got to uh, stand with you and... Um you got to remember one thing here, that uh, he may be a nice guy, he may be this, he may be that. The system is broken, and the previous congressmen, senators, they broke the system. So what I'm hearing sounds like what I heard when Obama was running for president. Which was? What do I mean? No, which was? What I was, said, what, what do you mean? What, what did you hear? Well, you know, that he was going to do this and he was going to do that, and he was, you know, the great savior and blah, blah, blah. And and that's what it sounds like with the, with Paul. Is Paul making statements like that, or are you saying that his supporters are saying he's the great savior? Because that tip, typically was what well, happened his, during the Ron Paul yeah, campaign. His, his, his people, the people that back him, that's what it's sounding like. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. It's, it sounds like a retread of the Ron Paul campaign where people were saying, this is our last chance for freedom, right. Ron Paul. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, Which Ron Paul is, is a really nice guy. I really like him. Uh, give till it hurts. But one person is not going to fix that broken system. Certainly not. They are throwing so much at us that it's, it's, it's impossible. It's impossible. Anything else you want to share tonight, Joe? No, that's it. Uh, Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Let's talk you. to Theft in Florida on the amp lines. Hello, Theft. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's on your mind tonight? Hey, um, I want to change the subject a little bit, but real quick before I do that, the whole thing behind Rand Paul, I, I saw the. I want to know how... This whole civil rights thing just, like, propped up out of nowhere. I mean, a few weeks prior to this, you know, I watched, I flicked through MSNBC, Fox, and all that stuff, and I saw them bringing up civil rights. And I was like, what is the purpose of this? Like, well, what topic made them bring this up? And then all of a sudden, Rand Paul is on uh, Rachel Maddow and asking him, 
you know, what do you think about civil rights? I mean, granted, it's a good topic to talk about, but I think they brung it up because they know it's such a touchy issue. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. They They could go ahead and put the whole libertarian thing. Just, you know, everybody's arguing about this now. And it's like, really, where in America is something like this going to start? It it just goes to show how far they have to go uh, down the road of absurdity to really try to make somebody with even a semi-liberty perspective like uh, Rand Paul look uh, look bad. Because really what what happened, Theft, is some smart producer on the Rachel Maddow uh show understands uh, the position of uh, of liberty on as far as discrimination, and that is that people should be allowed to discriminate, and then the marketplace should punish those who who discriminate. Uh, So somebody got that, and they figured they'd ask a question of Ron Paul about it, or Rand Paul, to to try to trap him. Exactly. Just like with Denny's a few years back when people got wind that they didn't want to serve black people or something like that. Yeah. I remember none of my friends, nobody that was black, even white people, Spanish people, they was like, forget Denny's. I'm not even going there. Yep. Yeah, their Grand Slam ain't that great. Right. And so there was a, (laughs) so there was a course, there was a, there was a court case or whatever, and Denny's got whatever punishment they got from the court. What, 10 years later or something? And, and and no one cares about that because Denny's basically can't get a person of color to walk in their doors any longer. Mm. Um, and you know, that this is, this is what's happened. Now, I, I'm sure they've had some kind of policy change or whatever. I don't, I don't even know what's going on with it but the marketplace punished denny's and still is Mm -hmm. i think it can be taken too far i'd like to point out that uh, there are there are jews that won't buy mercedes-benz mercedes-benz hasn't been involved in uh, slaughtering of jews in uh, you know seven decades everybody who was at the the company at that time is dead and gone so maybe now's the time that you can forget about it but whatever yeah well you know there are other car companies you can shop from yeah sure uh hey theft i know you had something else you were calling about hang on we'll bring you back 800-259-9231 that's the sacral cai toll-free line bring up anything free talk live You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features we give to you, including our bulletin board system. You can go and interact with over 500,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about. It is uh, virtually unmoderated as well, so keep that in mind when you visit Users beware. bbs.freetalklive.com is where you go. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Every contest involves rules, and every winner knows the rules and how to use them to their advantage. Jurisdictionary.com explains how to use the rules of the English common law court system, mostly for United States, but uh, there are people all around the world, uh, Australia, Canada, India, that use jurisdictionary.com to better be able to figure out how to use the forms, get evidence, how to move the court, set hearings, do research, draft pleadings, etc. It's all there 
for you to learn how to use the court system. You can represent yourself pro se. You can better know what your lawyer is doing. You should be educated about this important aspect of life. Uh, it's <laughs> And it's it's written in a way that the average eighth grader can grasp in less than 24 hours. It's jurisdictionary.com. I've taken been taking the course. There's still more for me to to finish up, but and I think it's it's great. Um, use the the pull down for free talk live there, um, so that uh, they know where you came from. It's jurisdictionary.com. All right, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can bring up anything. We're on the line with theft in Florida on the amp lines now. Theft, you're back on free talk live. What else was on your own mind tonight? Hey. Yeah, I wanted to um, see if you guys can help me out here. Um, there's this new album coming out, and it's called uh, El Che. My brother's guy named Ryan Fish. And I want to put, you know, and I saw that, and I was like, oh, boy, here's another person, you know, glorifying Che Guevara. And I don't even know if he really knows what the deal is behind that. So I wanted to put up a post on my blog, you know, kind of shine some light on it, because there's a lot of people, especially in the, you know, music industry, hip-hop things, per se, that really don't know what it really stands for. You know, and I know I've heard Gardner Goldsmith speak on it and stuff like that before, but I wanted to see if you guys could, you know, shine some light on that. Sure. There's probably going to be better, uh, you know, people who write articles that are better explaining this than than we are at like Cato or Reason. Is it Reason.com or Reason.org? I think either one will work. Okay. Reason Reason Magazine, they're going to have more comprehensive uh, things to say. But, uh, you know, I'm not not a slouch when it comes to Che. But essentially, Che's just a guy who ran a revolution, and you know he had a different brand of of government that he wanted, and he got that government by killing people, and yeah. that's that's how government is. Government is the most successful group of organized criminals in the in a given geographic area. That's all government is, and that's all Che was. He was essentially second in command of uh, Fidel Castro's, you know revolution there in cuba and they managed to kick out the the unsuccessful gang that was previously in place were they a better gang or worse gang i guess that depends on your perspective um but the you know he has he had a lot of people lined up and shot and yeah that's probably not the best way to handle your problems exactly but wasn't he you know for communistic and wasn't he marxist and stuff like that yeah he absolutely was uh, uh, yeah but he looks uh, really cool in that beret man <laughs> yeah i mean isn't you know most people will say you know if you tell them that you know they say hey they had to get it done you know they had to kill the people you know there was people trying to kill them and they just wanted a better place okay you know things like that sure um and, and, you know he, it's his belief that uh, poor people were downtrodden and he's you know th- this is something that was essentially set up by the people that that were that went into south america central america and cut these huge plantation areas is at that time essentially uh, you know, one to two percent of the population owned all the land, and then essentially everybody else was just sharecroppers. And that's that's set up a, a scenario where the, the you know the ninety eight percent are at some point or another, when technology makes it expedient for them, are going to get guns and they're going to kill the two percent. Yeah. And that's what happened. I'm not saying it's right; it's just what occurred. And the people, the two percent, let that happen. And 
you know, that's so it's kind of a it's it's a matter of course. It's not good, but it just it just sort of occurred. And Chase right that the way that poor people were treated in South America and Central America was a bad thing. His conclusion that somehow you could make a government that was going to be fair and equitable is completely irrational. If is all you have yeah. to do is take a look at the government in Cuba now, and you will find that there are mm, it's about a people's two, paradise. Mark, what are you talking there's about? There's about two percent of the population that's very wealthy, and about ninety eight percent of the population that lives in poverty. Yeah, it just blows my mind how these people, I mean, just have no idea what they're talking about. I mean, it's, you yeah. know, the whole thing is on the shirts and stuff like that. But nah, that's all I really wanted to get some info on. So you said Cato? Yeah, Cato, K-A-T-O dot org. Okay, C-A-T-O. Did I say oh, yeah. K? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, don't ask me for spelling. <laughs> right, he went cool. to government school. Hey, Theft, any yeah, other thoughts you want to share? By the way, I know you, what your blog is. It's hiphoplibertarian.com, right? Yeah, it's nothing, you know... It's not the best thing in the world. I'm trying to get some time here and then, you know, spice it up a little bit. Well, but, it's relatively you know, new, as I understand comes. it, right? I mean, it's not that it hasn't been around that long. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've had it for like a year or two, but, you know, it's just I haven't had time to really, you know, I'm doing it all by myself, you know, and I work, you know, so. Sure, I'm right. glad. I just, I, I, I guess, you know, eventually I try to be as big as you guys or something, <laughs> you know, with my little podcast or something. Right but on. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to hit a demographic that doesn't really hear any, you know, hear the right. uh, real topics. You know, they they don't want to listen to the radio because everybody's telling them it's old racist white men on there. You know, yeah. if they get somebody that's talking like them, you know, and, you know. So they, you have your own podcast, uh, Theft? Yeah, but I'm having some problems right now keeping it up. I put, I put stuff up on iTunes and then a week later it's gone. I've done like maybe 14 podcasts and there's only one of them. Well, I don't. I don't know. We're not going to do technical support here, but I'm sure if yeah. you, uh, I'm sure if you posted over it, like the Free Talk Live BBS, you might be able to find some people that could help you out with it. But once you get that thing up and rolling, okay. uh, I'm sure it's just a matter of ironing a couple issues out. But once you get that thing going, uh, you know, let me know, and and I'll take a look at it for the Liberty Radio Network down the line. No doubt. Thanks, man. Thanks, Steph, for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. And that's exactly what this movement needs is people Uh, with different perspectives uh, who can reach out to or a similar perspective that can reach out to people from a different perspective and uh, and communicate the ideas of liberty in ways that uh, will make sense. I I used to be involved a lot in uh, local music down south and I would use that as a way to reach out. And I managed to get through to one person who now is uh, he's changed over. He's a Democrat now, (laughs) but um, yeah, he went from like, Republican to Democrat. He went from Libertarian to Democrat. Oh, that's funny. Well, you know, is is he a Democrat or is he somebody that believes that? Because uh, I think you can vote for whatever candidates come along, and it doesn't really matter that much, right? It's right. an issue of um, uh, you know what you. Uh, he, he's a self-identified Democrat. He's part of. Okay. He's a member of the Democratic Party. I know that. But then again, so is Andrew Carroll, right? So he is, yeah, a local one of the local activists, right? Here. So yeah, I guess it's just a, a title. It's, Toll-free number for you, 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Russ in Texas. Russ, you're on Free Talk Live, the Luther and Mark. Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing? Russ, what's on your mind tonight? Well, um, actually, I just wanted to bring out uh, and let people know that there is a threat upon the kids of the United States of America. It's the No Child Left Behind Act, and I want to shed a little bit of, bit of little, uh, light on the situation. Okay. Um, I worked for a tutoring company, one of the largest in Texas. They got about 95% of the market. Uh, Becky Oliver with Fox News Report 
uh, it was uh, Thursday, the 20th of this month it was aired, and um, it uh, basically showed about our federal dollars, uh, uh, actually the tax dollars, being used without oversight, so that gives these companies on an honor uh, an honor process to basically do what they want to do with this money and actually um, put in a lot of uh, claims uh, on taking care of these children under the No Child Left Behind Act. Well, what happened was I was working, and they made me in charge of an investigation on a black belt list that had to do with kids that were not taken care of in the year 08 and 09. What happened in my investigation, it took me back to my doorstep um, of the company, finding out after I took care of three, uh, 236 kids, my company told me to bury over 350 kids and make the paperwork disappear. Um, we're talking about a budget of $200 billion. The question is... I'm a little bit lost, but I may not have been t- paying enough of attention as I need to. Hang on, we'll come back with more. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Giving you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in and reinvest it into this show, getting on more radio stations around the country. We just added a couple new stations in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, over the weekend, bringing our total to 79. And it's all thanks, most all of it is thanks to uh, listeners like you becoming uh, Free Talk Live amplifiers for as little as 3 bucks a month. Uh, so we reach out to new stations. We also do internet advertising to bring new internet listeners on board as well. Uh, so head on over to amp.freetalklive.com. You're looking confused, Mark. It's 78. No, it's 79. The Sulphur Springs or whatever, they went away, and that was 78. Right, so with, so without uh, the Texas station, it would be 80. So is it two signals in Myrtle Beach? Two. Yeah, I stand, I stand FM and an AM. Excuse there. me. So there you go. 79 stations, and it's thanks to listeners like you. You get perks, too, like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only uh, forum, and more, plus the AMP-only podcast, which is absent our normal commercial uh, commercials in the podcast. So head over to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up with any major credit card, PayPal, or some alternative options as well. As we continue with Russ in Texas. Now, Russ, I was a little confused at what you were getting at. You, you mentioned that uh, you were doing some work uh, with, uh, with an organization that had something to do with uh, no child tutoring has something to do with no child left behind but i kind of got lost in your explanation can you can you recap yeah okay well this is what it is we're talking about oversight you know i'm listening to you guys talking about uh you know the situation about the racism thing and uh many different topics and i think they're really awesome guys but you got to understand uh there will come a time in our lifetime very shortly around the corner that people of the united states the 300 million are not going to put up with the decisions of 545 people okay these people are basically determining the future of the people of the world and america mm-hmm. uh you know 
They come up with these new programs, the health program. These are the big two topics of the United States right now. It's the health program and the educational system. The system that, uh, uh, that was brought out, uh, and, and of course uh, our ex-President Bush brought this a package in called the No Child Left Behind Act. Right. Well, it basically opened up a window and a floodgate for privatized tutoring. The problem is there is no oversight on any of this. What do, you mean by no over, what do you mean by oversight? Oversight meaning if there's fraud being committed, that there's by really nobody. Excuse me? You mean like fraud on the part of a tutor? Fraud on the part of tutoring companies. Okay. They charge 75 to $92 an hour. That's just the minimum. Wow. They, so they can go, these guys, they can go as high as 300 bucks an hour if they want. So, Actually, as a matter of fact... Um, what, the where's the fraud? Was, I'm sorry, I'm still a little conf- confused. Like, where's the fraud exactly? Can you give an example of what you mean by uh, this? Co- some of these companies being fraudulent? Okay, well, then I guess you guys didn't see the Becky Aller report in Fox 4 News, so I'll kind of enlighten Certainly you did not. Okay, well, what happened was um, the fraud lies where um, that students uh, who uh, qualify for this program under the No Child Left Behind Act have to be under the Reduced Lunch Program. Being that our system and the way the economy has been, there's a lot of people that are now on the Reduced Lunch Program. So in order to get tutored, you have to be on the Reduced Lunch Program? There you go. It makes you automatically qualify for the program. Okay. Where where the... The SES has, has guidelines that's under the TEA, the Teachers Administration, and what these guidelines are they have to follow. Well, the company I worked for uh, with about 15,000 students from Texas alone that we have, there, there is a law stating that these students, if they do get some kind of uh, incentive or learning tool, it should just amount up to the, it should just be no higher than the amount of $50. The company I worked for offered iPods, computers, um, certain little trips to Six Flags, seasonal passes. It was more of like a prize line. Let's put it that way. And and they were offering these prizes to the students. That's right. That for was what? their incentive. Well, for them to stay on the phone for twenty hours so that they can get paid ninety-two bucks an hour. And who 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 gets the pay? Uh, who is making the payments? Is it the government people that are paying the tutors? Okay, well, let me sh- tell you how it works. Every school, every budget, every district has, um, has a budget, okay? That is funded under the $200 billion that the federal government gives to them. Mm-hmm. And actually, I've always said, why give it to privatize while these teachers out there are hurting? And there's job cuts. We're talking $200 billion here, guys. So let me see Who if I just, before you go off better. in that direction, let me see if I've, if I've got what you're saying here, because there's a lot of information for me to process. What you're saying is the No Child Left Behind uh, legislation opened up the floodgates for these private tutoring companies to come in and get their hands on federal money that was given to local school boards, school districts, etc. They are basically trying to do whatever they can to rack up the maximum amount of hours they can possibly get logged. Uh, whether or not they're actually providing real tutoring in that time is, uh, is at question. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. That's a good part of it right there, but there's a heck of a lot more. Well, we don't have time for a whole lot more, but uh, what else did you want to focus on? Well, I mean, as in for what was going on with the, with the, with, with the kids. These kids are promised something uh, that they believe uh, that will put it this way. The kids, in other words, 
a lot of them won't do nothing unless there really is an incentive. Being that I know if they're lacking something in their academics, hey, the payoff is that they get smarter than, than, than they were before they started the program. Right, so, okay? so they're not going to do – you're saying some kids want to get, get the iPod, but they're not really so concerned about learning. Well, no, well, they are, they are concerned about learning. Everybody wants to get a little bit smarter. You want to have the skills to pay the bills when you get older. And without these skills, you're, you're, you won't be able to pay the bills. And the skills would be being smart enough to make it out there in this big world of ours. Now, really, how, how, I mean, I'm just curious. How good of tutoring can you get over the phone with somebody? You know, that's funny that you mention that. Because you wouldn't believe it, but the TEA and our company's application has... Uh, told the TEA that we are one-on-one tutoring. That means the 1,200 employees of the company would all have to be teachers, and they're not. Our program has worked exactly what you said. It's done over an automated voice on the telephone. Guys, it's all about how long we can keep them on the telephone. An automated tutor? Oh, my God. You got it. I give you guys a book with 2,000 questions, and and, and we're giving – put it this way. We're giving kids in 10th grade books that would want you to tell me the definition of what the word sorry means. Why why are you – I'm just curious. Why are you working for this company still if if all of this is going on? My friend, I told you they uh, they terminated me because I blew the whistle on them. I'm sorry. They put an RTO on me, preventing me from talking to anybody. I've had two death threats. I've reported to 15 agencies in Washington, and so what do you no propose? What do you propose? Huh? What do you What do you propose? Because I mean, this is really. Uh, while it's I'm just, sorry well, that had to I happen propose. in your industry, what you're talking about isn't really unusual from the perspective of the federal government. They're essentially rewarding their buddies uh, with government contracts and, and uh, taxpayer dollars, and this is what happens sure. all across DC. So what do you expect? Hey, what are you going to do? Saying it's another loophole for us to drain the system and blame it on someone else, just like Obama's going to do when he turns around and spreads martial law in this country, coming on with his beautiful face and his million-billion-dollar look, the guy who's basically going to take down the whole frickin' system and make the Bilderbergs and everybody in the Fed in full force to enforce martial law. The thing of it is, is draining the wealth of America. Well, the These government doesn't the have wealth. It just has today. stolen money. The government, the, the, you're right, though. That's what the government does, is it drains the wealth of America. It is a, a giant right. parasite. Come on. And, hey, look at, look at guys like Michael Milken. They're working at UCLA in economics courses telling how to people rip off other people. What about this guy, Bernie Madoff? Look at his last time. He made off. But where is he today, though? <laughs> huh? Think about it, guys. Come on. Prison. What are we talking I think, about? I think we have He's, talked about it and thought about it, and uh, I agree with you that the government is a parasite. So we're and, in it. And, and the, the thing about it is, they support this. These our government. Well, sure, the it's their buddies. They're rewarding people. their friends and punishing their enemies, and that's what governments do. Thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. And there is no solution beyond getting rid of the government. Really, I mean, you can't. Yeah, or at least in that instance, getting the government out of uh, education. Absolutely. I, I think that's the biggest uh, thing that we're, yeah, that we're dealing with. Yeah, the program he was now. describing sounds absolutely atrocious. Right, Especially- and it's all there because, well, we've got to educate the children, so let's pay $90 well, an hour for tutoring. Yeah, especially for someone like me. I never would have re- gotten anything out of that program. I'm, I'm a hands-on guy. i got to get you know down in there and You mean you couldn't have listened apart. to a robotic voice over absolutely the phone telling you to not. press 1? I remember, I remember I had to take a... a, a Driver's safety class before I could get my uh, my license down in Florida. It was four hours long, and they had the most boring bureaucrat on there, and I just could not listen to it. I I cheated, actually. I got the test. 
and watched the video and wrote in the answers as I went along. But it was it was atrocious. There's more coming up here. Hour number three is on the way. You They're going to pull your license when they hear this. Take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever might happen to be on your mind. 800-259-9231. Also coming up. The Porcupine Freedom Festival will tell you more about uh, what that is all about. Plus, take your calls about anything. This is Free Talk Live. Hey, America. How do you use WebEx? We use WebEx for our fantasy baseball draft. I use WebEx to record meetings so anyone who misses it can see it, hear it, and get up to speed quickly. My son came home from school sick yesterday. Thanks to WebEx, I didn't miss the client meeting. I saw everything right on my cell phone. Got an idea? Start a WebEx. Connect online and share what's on your computer screen with others, cross town or cross country. Share presentations, conduct training sessions. You can even pass the ball and let others take control. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code free trial to get a free trial and a free VoIP headset. Remember that code, free trial. WebEx from Cisco. W-E-B-E-X dot com. Free headsets available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. Go to WebEx.com and click the radio graphic and enter promo code, free trial. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian here. And Luther. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You are allowed to submit show prep suggestions that may or may not be used. Probably 90-plus percent of them, they don't get used. Just It's a show about uh, your calls, allowing you to call in about anything. And if we've got calls, that's what we talk about is whatever you want to talk about. So the best way to get your ideas on the air is by phone. But you can submit them to our website. And even if it doesn't make it on the air, it'll uh, allow others within the Liberty community, uh, the listeners of this this program, to uh, to see what you think is interesting. And uh, they get to share the links they think are interesting. And everybody gets to vote on each link uh, that and decide whether or not they like it or dislike it and the links uh, to different news articles or videos or audio or blog posts whatever it is you want to link to uh, the most popular links make it to the top page of our website and the next day it's likely something new will be at the top page so there's always something fresh over at freetalklive.com and the content is created by listeners like you so thanks for participating over there as we continue with content created by listeners like you with the phone calls uh, we go to uh, here in a moment uh, we'll go to Michigan but first I want to tell you about memorydealers.com offering the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zenpacks, and X2s that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP at up to 99% off list price. Memory dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. In stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery, memorydealers.com. As we continue, going to Michigan, Todd is on the lines, on the amp lines. Hello, Todd. Hey, Ian, Mark, and Luther. How are you guys doing? Todd, what's yeah. on your mind tonight? Well, I don't know if you guys had heard about, maybe some days ago, about the Rand Paul controversy about his statements that he made on uh, 
uh, Rachel, sh- um, the Rachel Meadows show. Yeah, and, we spent the first uh, hour and a half tonight talking about it. I mean, we didn't actually oh, specifically did. talk about his statements because none of us heard them, uh, but we talked generally about the, the hubbub surrounding it. Your thoughts? Well, um, the interesting thing is that within less than 36 hours after he made the statements, he pretty much backpedaled what he said on the air. Yeah, now and, that, that is what I had heard this weekend uh, on Free Minds Radio. Can you give me some of the more specifics as to exactly how he backpedaled? Well, he basically said, and I'm just paraphrasing what he said from his uh, campaign site, he basically said that he supports the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Uh, he, um, he basically said that uh, the issue was pretty much settled in federal court in the intervening years, and uh, it was argued on constitutional grounds pretty much. And he basically went from saying, "Well, I I, I disagree with the uh, with the part of the law which is Title II, uh, prohibiting you know private owned business owners um, from having the right to dis- discriminate against their patrons if they're black or whatever race they may be." To well, not only do I support. Uh, the law, you know, outlawing discrimination in the public sector at the federal level, but I, I also support the uh, the law that prohibits discrimination uh, mm. against. Um, so, so basically, is what I said was was true is that he essentially he essentially flip flopped his position, and uh, it's only just a few days That's into correct. the the general campaign. So, what do you think about it, Todd? Yeah, um, I. It's not surprising. I mean, this is uh, what we expect. Um, but I think the reason why he did it was because he was getting a lot of support. Um, he was getting a lot of backlash, yeah. PR backlash that was actually making him look bad. But to be quite honest, um, I, I think it's you know I, I think it's and it's, it's interesting that he didn't say that he was for repealing that part of the law. He just simply disagreed with it. Which says a lot about Rand Paul. So he's not really in favor of ending, uh, you know, this law that prohibits discrimination on that point. But then again, where where is he on Title Seven? Does this mean that he also supports the law that says, well, we can't um, discriminate against people who are applying for a job on the basis of their race, religion, gender? national origin, color, mm-hmm. you name it. So, Well, who knows what this what man really working. believes? I mean, clearly uh, clearly, he's willing, just like any politician, to change his stripes based on uh, whether or not he thinks it'll help him win. So who knows what this man uh, actually believes? Well, I would say that this, um, this is probably not the most pressing issue facing America. I think that people should be able to go into businesses of any color, should be able to go into businesses and get served. So I think that in the sense that the law is good in that way, it's probably not the most important law to go after if you're going to start repealing them. It reflects uh, your own values is what you're saying. It re- it, right. It reflects my values. So, right. um, you know, I can see why he would if, – if he was trying to play the political game, and I believe he is, and I don't think that, Ian, you would disagree, that he's, he's simply trying to play the political game here, uh, you know, stepped in it, and, um, you know, he's trying to get out of it. Well, I think what it really comes down to it is that, you know, there, there's a 
lot of argument to be made that if a business owner decides to discriminate, because we're talking about the issue of uh, association, but Sheldon Richmond wrote on his Facebook profile today, well, why, why is it that uh, you know, um, there's not enough discussion about opposing not only um, these laws, but also opposing um, racism and encouraging social movements like peaceful movements, like um, like uh, community organizing, for example. Uh, you know, we're talking about ostracism and and uh, yeah, I don't and, know what did so did did Rand Paul bring up too. ostracism in his answer with uh, with Rachel Maddow? I I think that would have been probably um, a, a a good thing to do. So did, oh, did yeah, you see the interview? Did you see the interview? Do you know if he did bring that up? I, I well, he didn't use that. No, I did watch he the nineteen-minute interview that he did, and he didn't bring that up. Okay. And I kind of wish he did. Yeah, that was my curiosity. Uh, I thank you, Todd, for the call. I appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Sure, well, one could have effectively used the Denny's example from a decade ago as a, a great way that ostracism worked when it came to this particular type of issue. Long before the government got around to making a court decision on that, right? right. I mean, how long did it take the Denny's Years. court decision to Years. actually come about? So the sanctions against the but by the government are, are pittance in compared to what Denny's had to do to appeal uh, once again. And I think that at some point people of color should begin returning to Denny's that you know that they that they're out there they're attempting to make good or whatever it is that they're doing. I, I think that I think that it was probably. This is just my guess. I, I haven't read uh, deeply into it. It is probably the decision made by some store owners in some certain areas that they felt that they could profile people that might uh, dine and dash or whatever by their their ethnicity. And clearly it was a bad idea. Let's continue here. And you can bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. An unscreened call on the amp lines. Hello. Gentlemen. Hi, this is Michael in Tokyo. How's it going? Michael, what's on your mind tonight? Well, um, I don't want to beat the Rand Paul dead horse uh, too much, but I was I was pretty disappointed in in his reaction in general. I thought he would be better prepped to be able to handle what's basically a pretty simple question, you know, about property <laughs> rights in general. And and yeah, I, I was pretty disappointed. And in in general, I mean, there's a lot of the I wouldn't say the same thing here, but. Um, because Japan isn't generally a, a, a racist country. I mean, it's it's definitely a homogenous society, right? And there's I'll take a lot your of word old for it. people. I have no idea. I'm sorry. I have no idea what Japan's uh, like. You you can tell well, us. There's a lot of Japanese people here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. there are. So uh, it, I mean, it's basically a homogenous society, and there's a lot of old people who you know experience the war and have a lot of ill feelings towards um, toward the round up Japanese. Really? Right. Hang on. I'll, I wanted you to continue if you've got the time. I know you're calling internationally yeah. here, so hang That's on. Fun. We'll come back with more of I think it was Michael in uh, in Japan. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can bring up what you want. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. One eight hundred two five nine. 9231. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. 
Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian. And Luther. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got news updates. You get signed up, we'll keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, just go to uh, uh, excuse me, go to news.freetalklive.com. You can go to updates if you want, but news.freetalklive.com gets you access to both our uh, to all our all three of our options: uh, the email list, Twitter, and Facebook. So when I sent out the notice today about our brand new radio stations in Myrtle Beach, I sent it out to all three places. So if you're signed up for all three, you get things that are a little repetitive. But if you prefer one over the other, pick whatever works best. Head over to news.freetalklive.com to get signed up. Now then, the Porcupine Freedom Festival is about a month away. It starts on the 24th of June and goes through the 27th. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I think that uh, we're all going out there. Uh, Luther, you're coming out a little late because you've got to work during the week, right? Right. I'm going to get there Thursday night. Oh, that's not so bad at all. So you no. get Friday off. Yeah. Oh, great, man. You're going to be there for most all the fun then. Uh, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of good times to be had. We're going to be camping up at the uh, Rogers <laughs> Campground in Lancaster, New Hampshire with hundreds of like-minded, liberty-oriented people. And that's the best part about it is the, the socializing, uh, the the relationship building, the brainstorming uh, that can go on when you get people who love freedom together in the same vicinity with one another. Plus, there are a lot of great parties and uh, activities and things like that uh, to, to get involved with as well. In fact, the CD Evolution Fund is currently in the process, the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund, that is, is currently in the process of putting together our casino night uh, which will be a first for the Porcupine Freedom Festival. I think that's going to be a lot of fun as well. So you'll be able to gamble yep. and raise money at the same time that's for right. civil disobedience. And I'll be a showgirl. Are you really going to no. be a showgirl? <laughs> it wouldn't surprise Nobody can me. rock a, an ostrich plume like you can, buddy. <laughs> so, uh, but you are musically talented. You'll probably be in the, uh, the band band contest. Um, or something, right? Well, I, I might jam with a couple people, but other cool. than that, I'm not playing in a band this year. There are all kinds of uh, things to do. Go to porkfest2010.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T, 2010.com. Apparently, somebody emailed me also to say that there's some neat features at porkfest2010.com, like the rideshare sections of the forums, because people are going to be convoying uh, literally from across the country going up to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. So you might be sitting there listening, saying to yourself, well... Yeah, I'd like to go, but I just I can't, can't handle afford. the gas for that. Yeah, I just can't. I just can't afford. Uh, I, I can't afford a plane ticket, and then renting a car, and then driving up to uh, to Lancaster, and I can't afford to uh, to foot the gas bill by myself. But what if you could find some? Uh, what if you could find a ride with somebody else who is coming from your area? Or relatively nearby to where you could just drive over to their place and then uh, carpool all the way up and split the costs. If, if you could do that, it might make the difference. And at porkfest2010.com, there's a forum with a section that's specifically uh, geared towards getting people together from around the country who could do such a thing. And the added bonus is you've got liberty-loving company uh, to, uh, to go up and make the, the road trip with. So porkfest2010.com. We'll see you there because Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live from the entire thing. So Michael is on the line with us in uh, Tokyo. You're back on Free Talk Live on the amp lines. Hi, hi, hi. Hey, Michael. All right. Yeah. So you were, you were saying as far as discrimination is concerned that uh, as, an, uh, as an American in, uh, in Tokyo, you f- you're feeling it? I don't know. I mean, well, Tokyo, of course, is different than the rest of the country. Um, and I, I would say that there is definitely a lot of... Um, I don't, I don't know what to say, like kind of embedded bias, but not usually against um, Europeans, Americans. I mean, most of 
kind of discrimination, I would say, is, is directed against other Asians in, in Japan. But it's not really open, and it's, uh, I wouldn't say it's as big of a problem as, as a lot of people say, but definitely, especially older people kind of have preconceived notions about other people. And I would say that's outside of Tokyo. It's more in the countryside and other mm. places. But, but there are businesses that do say, they do actually have signs on the, the door that say Japanese only. Wow. And, yeah, and it's not against the law. Hmm. Um, but th- but it's not like a lunch counter or like uh, like Rachel Maddow was saying or something like that. You know, it's it's basically there's three kinds of businesses that would do that. Um, one is like a it's called a snack bar, or like a hostess club. Um, what is that? And it, it's it's ridiculous. And the reason is the system is nobody understands the system is that um, you basically go in like a salary man will get off a long day of work and go into the club and you spend a lot of money to have a chat with a pretty girl. <laughs> That's called a snack bar? Yeah, it's called a snack bar. I don't know why, but um So basically it's a strip club without the stripping? No, 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 no strip, no stripping. That's I mean, what I said, a strip of, club without the stripping. It's just kind of a socializing thing? Yeah, it's socializing. I mean, you go in, you have a drink, there's there's nice girls to talk with, they're good. But at wait, 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 wait. The the girls are employed there. Right, so it's not really socializing. It's uh, because there's no real goal to it. You're just it's kind of one sided, right? You're just there to talk to a, gr- a pretty girl. Yeah, you're you're there to, to talk to them. But you, you, I mean, a lot of men form a relationship over time. You know, really, these, a lot so, of men form relationships <laughs> with hookers too. I mean, you know, there's, no, 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 there's no, but it's not it's not it's not bad. I mean, even I'm um, not saying, I'm not it's, saying bad. it's bad. I'm just saying it's a lot <laughs> like a strip club without the stripping. I mean, it's my understanding from having talked to strippers uh, that a lot of guys come in for the purposes of being able to buy a pretty girl drinks and sit there and talk to her. Yeah, yeah, sure. I guess it, it's kind of like that. So, um, a lot of foreigners don't. Well, almost. All foreigners don't understand the system, mm-hmm. and if you go in and you like, it's kind of a time-based system and drink, drink charge-based system. Like drinks for the girls also cost more than drinks for you, and they just don't get it, right? And um, so they just cause and trouble, after, and they get all uh, up uppity about it. And so they yeah, after a few hours, it'll rather than having to deal with bucks. that, they would just rather just say, okay, Japanese only, because the Japanese right. people get they it. They just can't be bothered with it. And that makes sense to me because there's often a lot of issues, especially with military personnel who end up in these in these bars, and then they can't pay the bill, and then they get in a fight, and it's just oh not worth it in the end. So I can understand why they do that, um, and I'm happy to take my money on the rare occasion that I go out with some Japanese friends to a place like this. Um, on the rare occasion that I do, uh, I'm happy to take my business somewhere where they want it. Um, so that's one kind of business. Another would be... Uh, sexual services like brothels and things like that. Are those legal um, in uh, Japan? Uh, yes and no. I mean, they're definitely tolerated. Um, That's how it is in Florida. Basically legal. Um, you know, as a foreigner, they just don't approach me on the street. Like there'll be a lot of guys out on the street who just wear these like black microphones in their ears, you know. And then they'll ask Japanese guys, you know, do you want to come in and have some fun or whatever, and. Uh, they just ignore me entirely. But if there will be signs on the doors at these places also, they'll say Japanese only. That's interesting because you would think that they would want to market uh, to, uh, to the tourists. You, you would no, think no, no, would. because think about it. If you're an average Japanese customer, you want to know that your the girls that you um, buy these services from are kind of, I would say, clean. You don't want kind of these traveling businessmen types who, you know, have sex with girls all over the world. I mean, the Japanese, kind of the Japanese get businessmen are traveling too. So, I mean, I don't sure. know if that makes no, much no, sense. But, no, but it's a matter of perception. 
exception, I think. And so they, they tell us the third one real quick because we got to let you go. Um, hot springs baths. Um, so a lot of people would just um, the owners of these baths would just prefer to have Japanese in their bath and and not have non-Japanese. And again, I can I'm willing to I'm willing to take my business elsewhere. Well, you'll again, have to take your business common. elsewhere. <laughs> hey, thanks, Michael. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate hearing yeah, from yeah. you tonight. Yep. I'm trying to look into the jitteriness of our phones, and I apologize for that. It wasn't un- intolerable for me, though. So it was right there on the edge. Yeah, was, I thought he was auto tuned. There were some <laughs> parts, some parts that so were getting there. Anyway, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll free line. We're ironing out the bugs. We'll talk to you about whatever's on your mind. Dial the 800 number if you want to make sure you get a clean line. This is Free Talk Live. Help Free Talk Live via the AMP program for just $3 per month, and you'll get access to exclusive call-in lines, a chat room, and a forum at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you are invited to take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com is the place to go. Listening options are there for you. We've got our listen lines, which allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance and listen to the show around the clock, which, by the way, I was looking at some of the numbers on the listen lines today. They've been increasing in uh, in popularity. We had over 4,000 minutes uh, listened to on the listen lines last week alone. Brought to so, you by StarPage.com. That's right. So people are using the listen lines, and why not? A lot of people have got uh, you know they're, they've got free nights, they got free weekends. So in most places in the East Coast, at least when we're on live, it's nighttime. You probably get your free nights. Uh, so in in many cases, people have uh, free long distance with their their local phone, their landline packages. It's, it's 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 actually getting harder to pay for long distance these days, just because of the way the, the you know the competition is in the the phone industry. So it is a long distance number, so keep that in mind when you dial it. But the uh, the free talk live listen lines, I'll go ahead and give you the numbers. Don't normally do it on the air, but here they are: seven six zero five six nine seventy seven fifty two seven six zero five six nine seventy seven fifty two for the free talk live listen lines. How soon do you want to start teaching that child that's special to you about the ideas of liberty? I figured I couldn't start soon enough. An Island Called Liberty is a picture book for children, and I read it to Jack all the time. As a matter of fact, today, he was reading it to himself. Okay, he can't read, uh, you know, like a picture book, certainly like An Island Called Liberty. But, um, you know, he can, he can read a few flashcards or, or uh, whatever from Baby Reading Kit. But he was reading it to himself, just kind of making up a story, looking at the pictures, flipping the pages. He loves the book. And... Your child or you know, nephew or niece or just some child that's special to you can love an island called Liberty as much as Jack loves his. Is All you have to do is go to freemarketunderdog.com. You can go there. You can check out some samples and order it today. There's a 10% discount for listeners of Free Talk Live, an island called Liberty at freemarketunderdog.com. So coming up, the story that we mentioned uh, at the very beginning of the show, we never had a chance to get to, which is fine. It's the way the show can go. Uh, your calls are the primary element. But, Mark, you've got a story about some guys that uh, allegedly killed a cop. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that here in a bit. But there's been something I've been wanting to talk about on uh, on the air, and I mentioned it once, and I want to make sure I get to it. And that's a story about a conversation I had with a program director at a, a radio station, a talk radio station in Utah. 
Uh, and as you know, I call, if you've listened to the show for a while, my daytime job is calling radio stations. You are the affiliate relations department of Free Talk Live. You Correct. call uh, new radio stations and say, please, please, please carry Free Talk Live on your radio station. With most uh, radio shows that you hear on uh, national radio they are not their own affiliate relations department. No, they Rush hire Limbaugh, somebody else for it. Right? Usually they have a you know a bank of young people that are calling or whoever. They, they have young people or professionals or whoever picking up phones and, and calling stations. I actually make my own calls. And, I, and that helps me be, because it's it's effective. Just, it makes a difference when you're talking to some kid who's pitching a show versus you're talking to the host of the show. They're more likely to, uh, to, to let me say what I want to say uh, to them to pitch them the idea of Free Talk Live. And so I, I, uh, I, this one program director answers the phone. And it was very unusual because normally when I make a call, it's I'm in, I'm out, I'm in you know, less than a minute of their time. Uh, it's, you know, I ask them if they've got a moment. That way I'm respecting their time. That's, by the way, an important thing to do if you're, I think, if you're doing sales is to respect the clients or the, uh, the prospect's time. And then I, you know, ask them if they've heard of the show. Most of them haven't. So I send them over to the program director's uh, website, ask them to sample the show. They say they usually they'll say yes, that they'll sample it. It is their job after all. Right. And then I ask for the callback date. And that's it. That's it. I give them the site and I, uh, you know, ask for the callback date. If they ask me questions, I'll answer them. Uh, But I want to get in and out. This guy answers the phone. Oh, you're the host of the show, are you? Because normally I start with, well, I'm in and I'm the host of Free Talk Live. Oh, you're the host of the show. Well, let's talk about an issue. And so... Uh, and, uh, like a program director might. Right. If he was interviewing somebody who wanted to host a show on, a sh- yeah. on, on his station, he might say, okay, let's talk. So I bring up immigration, right? It's the hot topic. Uh, we've got an unusual... Oh, what viewpoint. a good idea. You brought up immigration. Why didn't I hand the guy a hand grenade? Go ahead. <laughs> it, it went fine, actually. We had the, had a discussion, and I didn't want to get into the details of what we talked about specific to immigration. He was one of those guys who called himself a libertarian. Uh, apparently, he's a registered libertarian, but he comes down on the side of uh, immigration restrictions. Most of them, many of them do. Most Americans do. And so, you know, I took my position, and, and that was that. We had our conversation. But after that was over, he made a statement that I thought was very revealing about kind of how talk radio people think and specifically what some of them are looking and expecting looking for and expecting to hear from a talk show host this guy did not hear from me and so it wasn't my view on immigration that uh, was concerning to him it was that i wasn't angry he said don't you have passion i don't hear any anger in your voice and i just kind of thought this was interesting because to this guy passion equals anger and to me, I don't think anger has to factor in at all into somebody as to whether or not they well, are passionate about I something. I think you um, – what I see on this show moving towards – and I see actually the whole industry moving this way um, to some extent. And I think that uh, you know we're more – once again on the leading edge of something like this is that I'm not going to talk to a call – I'm going to try to avoid talking to a caller like – I'm mad at them or that they're an idiot or whatever that uh, you know tone of voice is that yeah. one takes. Um, it's not effective in d- discussing with that person. And many people think you're just a jerk when you do it. So I think that it's okay to rhetorically kind of get a little hyped up. And that's fine, but when you're that's when you're talking by yourself, and it's still you need to you know there, there's a tempering issue, but um you know I, I I don't think when you're talking to callers that you should treat them like idiots. Right, I, as a uh, you guys are the professionals, really, but uh, as a listener and a part-time in, uh, joiner, I guess, uh, I I noticed that about our sh- or this show compared to the shows that I listen to that I hear on AM, you know, they they love that dump button, you know, they love to butt into them and say, well, hang on, don't interrupt me, you know, let me talk, and then they, they 
they just they're so condescending. They talk down to him. They yell at them, and then they dump him immediately before yep. they can retort. It wasn't necessarily. Well, I agree with both of you. His comments weren't specifically in regards to uh, to callers, but just me as a talk show host saying whatever it was I was saying without having the element of anger. And you talk about yelling. Uh, that's certainly something that if you're listening to the com- to competition during this time slot, Michael Savage and uh, Mark Levin, those are the two the two heavies out there right now in, in our time slot, you'll hear a lot of yelling and you'll hear a lot of anger uh, in uh, in their content, especially in, their in that in, in that particular time slot. You did hit, you did pick two of them that are probably um, some of the worst in that in that area among the, the but big they're guys. the big ones. Yeah. I mean, in our day in, in, our, in our day part in our time slot, those two hosts it, are the most popular hosts, and they are angry, shouting, uh, you know, old white guys. Now, if you can, um, they're they're both Jews. Um, the I didn't so, know that. Well, now you know um, the. I think that we can offer something different, and that's good. I'm not sure why that's relevant anyway. But. Well, because Jews don't always consider themselves to be white. They kind of live on the periphery of white society. Some some people oh, consider okay. them white. Some people don't. Jews don't generally don't. You're talking don't. about the race. Gotcha. Right. You're talking about the uh, the, the religion? I don't know. Just, okay, whatever. It confuses me. So, anyway. <laughs> the, um, the, I think that they we look offer to me. something that's different. Are we going to talk about Jews or are we going to talk about well, the show? It, it really depends on... You know where they're from. There's the European Jews, uh, Ashkenazi, Ashkenazi. That's yeah, right. Versus Sephardic Jews, which are yeah. m- more. And there are uh, there are other uh, ethnic groups of Jews as well. Yeah, th- those are pretty unusual. Those are the two yeah. major ones. I'm just those saying those two ones. hosts look like white guys to me. That's all. Right, they right. would would probably fall in the Ashkenazi yeah. category. Anyway, so you were saying. Um, the pe- people that. That are doing these these shows. I understand why it is they do the streamer thing. For one, they're older, and that's an older system. I think that Free Talk Live can offer something different, um, especially I, I that that's the way I'm handling it now. I don't mind getting loud with you. I don't mind getting loud when I'm talking, sort of by myself in a rhetorical fashion. I'm gonna tr- I try to avoid doing it with listeners. There was one guy relatively recently that was talking about there's gonna be a race war, and he's screaming at the top of his lungs. I kind of made mm. fun of him by screaming back, "Well, tell me who the race yeah. war is gonna be." But it, it, it he had well, to think, scream for a little while to do I it. I don't think getting loud necessarily has to translate to anger, though it's certainly the most frequently found, I would say, emotion uh, that that comes along with with being loud. You can, I think, you can be passionate and uh, and get excited and get get animated at the same time. But this guy seemed to believe that. Although I generally agree with you, Mark, that I, I tend not to uh, try to raise my voice. Uh, but just kind of interesting that the viewpoint was well. You know, you, you don't have the chops, man. You you're not angry enough. Yeah, for well, this stick job. around, pal. If you're if you're alive in five years, you'll see free talk. Listen lives to the first the hour of this show. There's more coming up. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. Moments remain. Enough time for your call. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in via the toll-free number 
Even in these remaining moments, enough time for your call at 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Luther. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free. Some of the other listening options include our live streams. Those are available around the clock. And our webcam as well. It's all free for you at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. And the School Sucks podcast provides ideas and information about the eventual end of childhood subjugation. We're talking about government school here, of course, because indoctrination plus regurgitation plus graduation does not add up to a real education. Visit SchoolSucksProject.com to learn more. That's SchoolSucksProject.com. I think you need to do that in kind of a uh, a Jesse Jackson kind of um, uh, accent when you do the, the indoctrination Plus regurgitation, plus graduation does not add up to a real education. I'll just let you handle that then. Yeah, that's funny. All right, 800-259-9231. Uh, so, Mark, what uh, what is going on with this? Some people killed a cop, uh, allegedly. Know, I, I'm not going to claim to have a lot of information on this one, but it's it, it, it's something that people need to know about that, that give that care about liberty and to, to some extent or another. It's another one of those canary in the coal mine situations like the what guy who... What not to do about government oppression. Right? We're worse than, like the guy who uh, flew the plane into the IRS building a yeah. couple of months what ago. What not to do about taxes. Yeah. Uh, so what happened? So this is from apexnewsnetwork.com. West Memphis police shooting. Who is Jerry Kane and Joseph Kane? West Memphis police shooting. Who is Jerry Kane and Joseph Kane? Only days after two Memphis police officers were killed and two other police officers were injured, family of the alleged shooters are coming forward with information about who they were and what they believed. Donna Lee Ray of Clearwater, Florida, claims to be the common law wife, claims to be the common law wife of Jerry Kane and stepmother of Joseph Kane. Rye claims the FBI agents told her that Joseph Kane was one was the one who originally pulled the trigger after his father uh, was pulled over by West Memphis police officers, Sergeant Brandon Powdert and uh, Officer Evans. It's unclear that uh, the duo what the uh, duo was originally pulled over for. According to Rye, both father and son believed the government had way too much control over citizens' lives. The elder Kane refused to hold a driver's license and viewed any law enforcement as enemies. His son, Joseph Kane, was a mirror image of his father and held the same beliefs that his father handed down to him. The pair toured the country giving seminars on how to save your home from foreclosure. This is not the oh, first boy. run-in that the law enforcement had for the um, run-in with law enforcement for the pair. The elder Kane was recently arrested in New Mexico at a checkpoint for no license and concealing his identity. Police in New Mexico were aware of the Kane's anti-government ideas and warned fellow officers in the department to be on the lookout for retaliation. When Donald- See the difference. Uh, one of the differences between them and I, besides the fact that I won't uh, use violence to achieve my ends, which is a, a peaceful, vo- voluntary society, is that uh, while I don't believe in uh, carrying government licenses, I still do. I haven't come to the point where I'm ready to uh, to quite give that up. Uh, but I don't view the police as enemies. Um, maybe a while back I might have, but these days I don't. I view the police as human beings who have been, um, in many cases, granted a a certain level of control over other human beings, and that sort of a position is naturally going to attract a certain type of uh, of human being. It can attract a certain type, right? It it will attract uh, those people. It won't just uh, it won't solely attract right. I guess that's uh, that's what Uh, I was trying to to get insert in there. But that power will attract those who would seek it and then wield it in sadistic, uh, sick ways. And I think that uh, that humans make mistakes, and I think that we've all had our belief systems in the past, and those have changed over time. And I think that the police are 
you know, you, they can change their view as well. And so I'm more interested in treating them like somebody who, you know, maybe just doesn't quite understand certain things that uh, I would like them to understand. And I certainly there are things that I don't understand that uh, people might like me to understand as well. But uh, I don't treat them as enemies. I, I, I see them as uh, as people who I would like to have as allies. I'd, I'd like to have peace officers out there keeping people safe. I'd like to have uh, peace officers responding to complaints of real violence and, and real danger and uh, in, in protecting people that, that could use protecting. I like all of those ideas. I just don't see that being the primary role uh, for police these days when they're too busy out busting kids for pot or pulling people over for running through stop signs or speeding and, and that kind of thing. Right. So I would like to see the police shift toward a, a, a peace officer role, which it's my understanding that's what they were. At some point in the past, before my lifetime, uh, but I'd like to see them shift into a, pe- a peace officer role and treating them like an enemy will never get to that point. Never. Yeah, I, I, tend, I tend to agree. So that's why here, uh, Sam and I, uh, Sam from ObscuredTruth.com, have begun a, what, is, uh, what is going to be a monthly series of, uh, of sit-downs, of uh, breakfast, basically, with the police chief here in, uh, in Keene, New Hampshire. We've already done one of them. It was uh, two hours long and it went very well. And we've got our next one scheduled for the day, uh, second day in June. So I think that's going to lead to some uh, some good things. If, if at the very least it will lead to a mutual understanding of, of where we're coming from. And uh, communication helps and treating people like enemies does not. Yeah, I, I think that that's a good thing. And uh, I'm, I'm surprised and you know pleasantly so. Let me go back to the article. When Donna Lee Ray was asked why this could have happened, she said Joe wouldn't have done anything like that unless he had darn good reason. Something went past the point of no return, and he felt that he had to protect his dad. The FBI refused to answer any questions concerning the case until the investigations are over. So they gunned down a couple cops? Yeah, it looks that way. We'll continue to follow the story if more information becomes available. So... So not go. much. So there's there's very little yeah. information available. How much information are you going to have when two guys get pulled over on the side of the road? Uh, you know, patriot types who don't have a driver's license and uh, you know don't believe that the police have any legitimacy, and you know something goes too far and they shoot the cops. I mean, how much information could there be? The information you get is a lie anyway. All right. So the toll free number here is one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I don't know if we'll we'll get more information over time. If we if we do hear more about it, uh, we'll certainly let you know. But the, the reason we bring this up, right, Marcus, is to uh, to to point out how not to do this stuff. <laughs> Going crazy and uh, shooting the aggressors is not the solution. No, it makes you the aggressor. In in people's in everybody's eyes that is watching the situation, for the most part, that's what they'll see. Right. We might be able to look at, at this and say, okay, well, yeah, we understand where they're coming from. We understand the frustration that they must be experiencing at at uh, not wanting to have to deal with uh, these uh, the, the aggression of the police. But using aggression to solve aggression is not going to uh, is not going to be a, a long term solution. In fact, it's not even going to be a short term solution. Because typically, what'll happen is you'll get your uh, you'll get yourself blown away and uh, exterminated as a result of that. And as Luther points out, you'll be painted as the aggressor. Right. You will be the excuse for the increase of the state. You will be the excuse for uh, for greater uh, you know more hiring of more sadistic police officers and uh, the expansion of their abilities to to, to do what they do. For the yeah, expansion. aggression begets aggression. It seems so basic, doesn't it? Yeah. But yet. When you're aggressed against, what do you? The first thing that a lot of people think of is, "Well, I'm going to get that person back." Right. I got to defend myself. 
got to stand up for myself. And I don't, th- I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to defend yourself. Right. I, I don't think there's, a- if, for instance, if a private criminal were to come and uh, and attack you, I don't think you'd be in the wrong at all for uh, for for de- using violence uh, to defend yourself in that case. Well, defense and vengeance are two different things, yeah. and they kind of even with defense against a cop, man. I mean, what can you do? Right. right. Well, I'm not saying that it, I'm not saying that it works um, when it comes to police, but I just want to make sure that vengeance and defense don't get confused here. No, absolutely. Uh, vengeance is, is later on. Defense is in that moment. Right. And uh, It could be very quick. I mean, if somebody steals something from your house and you shoot them in the back as they're running away, I mean, that's somewhere in the netherworld of uh, defense and, and vengeance. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, you could go and get the thing back, but what's valuable enough to end a man's life? Yeah, I would say that you have you have exceeded uh, the the ratio of force reasonable force. force in this in is that why case. i'm all for rubber bullets because if you had <laughs> i am i truly am i think that these things are great and they they just don't get enough uh, they don't have enough uh, you know, popularity i think the police could use rubber bullets in so many instances where they use metal ones and kill people it's and maim people and stuff like that and i think that the average homeowner probably could uh, shoot somebody with a rubber bullet in most instances and and handle most force uh, scenarios wouldn't and don't forget that guns are a big uh, issue. Uh, the accidents in the home are a big issue when it comes to guns. So if you've got a rubber bullet, which would you rather to hit your seven-year-old in the head, a rubber bullet or a regular one? Exactly. Yeah. So just to, you know, just as a word of warning, this kind of stuff doesn't help. And uh, did this? Are these guys even still alive? Do we know that? Did they I think that there was a standoff uh, at, a, at a parking lot later than later than that, and they uh, they got they got smoked. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. That's I would typ- imagine so. Yeah. That typically is what happens when when somebody kills a cop, uh, then every single law enforcement officer in the vicinity swoops in uh, to exact justice prior to the courts. Every single time, and you're painted as a nutter down the line. I know the desire for vengeance, and it's just not healthy. It's just you don't want to lower yourself to their level. You want to remain peaceful. Because if you are always peaceful, they can't besmirch you as being some sort of crazy, violent lunatic. We're out of time, though. Well, if you want to keep talking about it, join us tomorrow night and online in the meantime. Free talk. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed liberty media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, newsprint, and more all originating here. Though, it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, the busiest Liberty Forum in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.